Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this magical healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor, and I'm obsessed with all things birth, psychology, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I dig deep into craniosacral therapy. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Baby Craniosacral podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and today I'm going to be talking about that ooh, so lovely newbie feeling. That one of great butterflies and so much lack of confidence that one has when they're starting out in something brand new. And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this has absolutely experienced this feeling. And you probably have a very clear memory of what that thing is. And when it comes to being an infant craniosacral therapist and starting out as a new and fresh body worker, this is is terrifying for people. It was terrifying for me. I had already been a massage therapist for a few years, and so I had been touching bodies for a while and was confident in my touch for that. But when it came to this new modality, this very interesting, very subtle, very slow, very technical and deeply felt technique, I I was so uncomfortable. I was scared. And not only was it this new technique, but it was on babies. It was on these wee little fresh, squishy, beautiful smelling babies. And I had an audience. I had an audience of the people who cared about them the most. And they, I could, I could feel their eyes on me. And All I knew was that I had to exude as much confidence in myself and in my treatment so that these parents felt comfortable with me handling the babies. Thankfully, I'm uh, pretty good at faking it till I make it, and I spent a lot of time on stage acting in my younger years and on stage as a cheerleader as well. Yes, that's right. I was captain in high school. And so I've had some time to practice and hone my skill of um, faking it till I made it. And that's how I got through my first year. I actually was talking to a fellow coworker of mine. I used to work in a multidisciplinary clinic in Liberty Village in Toronto. And I was talking to this osteopath who, you know, he was, we were doing a little bit of a trade. He was going to treat me and I was talking about how I did infant craniosacral and we were talking about how it's so difficult to really get into working with babies and really getting to know what it's like and and trusting your techniques. And, And he was saying that when he was in school for osteopathy, one of his teachers said that you go through phases in the beginning of your career. I will be paraphrasing, obviously, because I didn't hear it firsthand, and, and this was a few years ago. <laughs> so, 
mommy brain is real and I, I've lost a lot of my memory. But anyway, what he was saying was that the first year after you take your training and you're out there in the, in, in the world and you're, you're working away, the first year you are faking it till you make it. You do not know what you're doing. Then we've got the second year. You've moved on from absolute novice and now you're into a more advanced technique. You've got some more confidence. Maybe you could call yourself a practitioner confidently. (laughs) And you might tell more people about what you do because you feel more comfortable in the room and you feel more comfortable with your abilities that you're more likely to share this with other people. So you're not a novice anymore. And then after that, your third year, you are, you know what you're doing. You've had enough time, you've had enough practice, and you're skilled. Now you are in the realm of being a skilled practitioner. So there is that scary zone of starting out in the newbie phase, and I remember it very well. I remember it very well. For the first few months after I took the training with Carol, I came home and I only offered free services. I didn't feel like I was good enough to charge people for unguaranteed results. (laughs) That was something that I would put in the waiver, that results are not guaranteed. But I mean, I still have that in my waiver because I, I wouldn't say that results are not guaranteed, but the expected results of parents is not guaranteed. Meeting the expectations is not always guaranteed. So that's okay. (laughs) But I didn't feel like I had the skills enough to, you know, I I felt bad. (laughs) I felt bad for providing this service to people. I don't know why I felt bad. But I, instead of just saying, oh, well, I'm not very good at this. I mean, I was still getting good results. People were still rebooking with me and and giving me good feedback. So, you know, that was nice to hear. Even though I was a newbie, I was still providing good results because that's how effective craniosacral is, even if you're not super experienced in it. So I had people coming back to me, and and eventually I started charging for it. And eventually I was fully booked. And I felt more confident in my touch, and I felt more confident in the results I was going to give people because over time... I would see how the babies would change throughout the sessions that I had with them. And I would see patterns and I would see how strain patterns would release. And I was able to really give parents a sense of how long it might take before this baby has more of an optimal latch, let's say, or won't turn their head only to one side, something like that. So with time and practice, I became more confident and It did take me a while to really feel like I could sense the craniosacral rhythm. I think for the first year I could I could count on one hand how many times I was able to really bring it into my field of awareness. Now I'm able to go in and out. I'm able to sense the craniosacral rhythm, simultaneously listening to the respiratory rhythm. 
and I might even connect with the cardiac pulse all at the same time. It takes time. It takes practice, and it takes a lot of determination. (laughs) I didn't stop at one course. I continued on. I was hungry for more knowledge, and I read as many books as I could in the craniosacral field. And even now, I'm still looking to expand my knowledge. I, I know that I don't have the biodynamic realm of craniosacral, and I feel like I'm missing out there. I feel like there's something in that that I could apply to my treatments. I, uh, I know I, I, I know I am. So I have plans to take that and add that into my repertoire, shall we say. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you've had a good takeaway from this. And if you are interested in becoming a craniosacral therapist and you just need someone to talk to, <laughs> you can always book in a call with me and, and chat. You can pick my brain. You got 15 minutes. No, it's, I know it's not that long, but you got 15 minutes. Pick my brain. Go ahead. I look forward to it. Okay. Take care, everyone. And have a great day. Hey, before you go, my infant craniosacral level one course is open for enrollment. Whether you are a professional working with babies, you're looking to expand your current practice to include craniosacral, or helping babies and families is your passion, there's something in this course for you. Registration closes soon, so be sure to book a call with me to see if this course is your next best step. Follow the link in the show notes, and I look forward to speaking with you.